Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Uh, today's program is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. And also use the Zell app to go to box13 at greatdetectives.net or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho. That's P.O. Box 15913, Boise, Idaho. 83715. You can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month. Just go over to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, we have a little bit of a mystery recording for you. It stars uh, George Raft, who's uh, taken over the role of Rocky Jordan. Uh, the original air date on this program is August the 12th, 1946, and the title is The Private Eye. The Armed Forces Radio Theater presents The Private Eye, starring George Raft. It's early morning, and behind the grim, forbidding walls of a penitentiary, two men are talking in a cell, whispering so their cautious words might not bring a guard down the long hall to flash a light into their cell. Two men whispering. One, doomed to spend a lifetime behind these bars. The other, a free man in just a few more hours. So, you're getting out this morning, Judge. Yeah. I wonder what it'd be like if I got out. I could go fishing, maybe. I could find myself a girl. A girl. You know, George... I ain't seen a girl for 11 years. Maybe you're better off, Harry. Ames can be trouble. But you've got a girl, George. The guys told me. She's got black curly hair and big brown eyes, and they say that she sure Shut is. Shut up. Have a smoke? I can't, George. You know what the screw said the last time. Gee, I can see you now. You're buying a new suit. You're eating in a swell restaurant. You're even getting married. Cut it out. You're making me sick. But, George, you're a free man. What's be about being an ex-con? Might as well wear a sign on my back saying I've been in a pen. I don't make you at all, George. Don't you want to get out? Yeah, sure I want to get out. You want to get out and get the guy who framed me. I wouldn't talk that way if I was you. You'll be back here inside a month. Uh-uh, Harry. Not me. They're not sending me back here. I'm going to be smart. My first cellmate said that, too. He went out to get even. He died in this cell. Four years ago. I get him. It's me I'm thinking about. And I'm not dying. You'll be back, George, unless you change the way you're thinking. Sit down, George. Thanks, Warden. I'll stand. Cigar? No, thanks. Cigarette? Thanks again. I'll wait. Raft, you're leaving here in a few minutes. 
It's customary for me to have a word with all of our graduates. Go on, I'm listening. I'm worried about your raft. Your mind is filled with nothing but revenge, isn't it? I spent three years in this rock crib on a bum rat. I was framed. So you still claim you're innocent. And I'm going to prove it. It's not my place to judge what the law does or says, but the law said you were guilty. The law? You mean the kind of law that concrete doll on top of the courthouse looks down on? Uh, shut up, Warden. You're killing me. Just how do you propose proving this, uh, this innocence? Listen, Warden. The guy came up to me and started an argument. I slapped him down. And when he fell, he cracked his head against a bar stool. He died. You were sent up for manslaughter. I'm not through yet. He was alive. Somebody killed him after I left. That's going to take a lot of proving. I've got lots of time. You'll be back if you start anything. I don't scare, Warden. Okay, Raft. There's nothing I can say, I guess. Here's your suit of clothes. Take it back to town and five dollars. You keep him, Warden. Some sucker. What do you mean? I mean that I'm not trading three years in this joint for a lousy suit of clothes. Or a train ride and a five-dollar bill. Just a minute, Ralph. I wouldn't be dead in this getup. I don't want the train ticket. Because I'd rather thumb my way back. Now, uh, how do I get out of this joint? Okay, baby. Don't take it so big. I'm out. But three years in that terrible place. Uh, forget it, kid. I want to get back to town. Step on it. I am, George. I want to get a new suit of clothes and take about five showers to get the smell off. And we'll go places, George. Do things like we always used to. Yeah. If only I need to get my fingers on a little dough. But you've got money, George. It's all in the bank. Every cent we saved it for you. We? Who's we? Why, me and Frank. Your lawyer, Frank Blinn. Oh. Now, tonight we'll go out and dance. Oh, George, I haven't danced for ages. Yeah. And then we'll... George, you're not listening. What are you staring at? The town up ahead. Uh, we'll be there in a little while. Now, George, you're not going to do anything crazy. No, I'm just going to find the guy who really killed that fella. Congratulations, George. You're the most popular man in the place tonight. Thanks, Glenn. Isn't it wonderful? Just like old times, you and me and Frank. That reminds me. I want to talk to you, George. About a job. If it's going to be business, I've got an errand for a minute or so. Thanks, Laura. Hurry back, kid. I miss you. Let's keep it that way. Okay, Frank. What's the lay? I know you want to get the man who sent you to prison. Yeah, I want him worse than anyone. I think I can put you on his track. If we can make a deal. What kind of a deal? I'll give you more dope in my office. This is a little public for that sort of talk. Lynn, is this deal on the up and up? Well, it's 
Just a little on the fence. Mm-hmm. Who's in it besides me? Manny, Slim, Joe Blodgett, a couple others, small fry. I need you for the head man. Uh-uh, Frank. If those characters are mixed up in it, it's out of my department. There's big dough in this, George. Big dough. Get another boy, Frank. My first job is to find the smart guy who jugged me. Don't turn it down so fast. Drop in at my office. We'll talk deal. Maybe make a trade. Yeah. The guy who framed you did some work for me. Think it over. I will. Oh, uh, what happened to Rusty Ellis? He's a wrongy. He got jammed up. You're nuts. Ellis was the straightest private dick in this business. Where is he? In the cemetery, George. He was shot the day after you were sent up. Well, you two, business over? Yeah, it is, Laura, for tonight. Good. Now, I'd like to... George, where are you going? I've got to run an errand. I just remembered something. One seventy-five, Eleventh Street. Yes, sir. Step on it, Hacky. I'm in a hurry. Sure, boss. Hey, ain't you Raft, the guy who was let out today? No, I'm the man in the moon, and I'm looking for my green cheese. Hey, you in there, open up. You, uh, looking for Brandy Ellis? Yeah. She ain't in, mister. See her go out? Sure, I seen her. Left about an hour ago. I guess she couldn't wait for you. <laughs> she was with another guy. Cut that cackling. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, sure, mister. Where does she usually go when she goes out? Uh, she don't go out much. This is the first night in a long time. Where does she go? Can you tell me? Well, I just happened to hear her mention the Green Lantern tonight. Thanks, Pally. <laughs> I wouldn't go down there if I was you, mister. <laughs> Not in that nice new suit. Never mind the suit, wise guy. Get back in your room. Take a look at yourself in the mirror. Mirror? What for? Notice how much better you look. With your mouth shut. <laughs> What'll it be, buddy? Scotch and water. The name isn't Buddy. What am I supposed to... George. Hiya, George. Where's Brandy Ellis? When'd you get out, George? You sure look good. Honest you do. What? What's the matter with you? Why, nothing, George. I asked you a question. Where's Brandy Ellis? Why, she, uh... uh just a minute. I'll let you talk to Joe. I don't want to talk to Joe. Where's Brandy Ellis? Now, look, George, I better not... Uh... Come here, you. But be a good guy, will you? Where is she, pal? Uh, she's in the back room. Thanks a lot. Now, look, don't tell Joe I told you, please. There's no telling what he'll do. Uh... Hey, George! Hello, Blodgett. What do you want down here? Oh, I've got a little business with you, Blodgett. See me tomorrow, George. I'm busy right now with something else. Well, that's why I'm here. I wouldn't start anything, Georgie. You just got out this morning. You might get right back in again. Shut up and listen. What do you want? Rusty Ellis' sister. She's here. You're nuts. Where is she? She, She's in there. Thanks. Brandy. George. Oh, George. Come on, get your hat. You're going home. Yes, I certainly am. I might have had quite a stay in here if you hadn't popped in. Locked you in, huh? You don't think I was playing hard to get in this room, do you? 
Come on, lady. Well, you found it, George. Now what? This, Blodgett. Now, that's for nothing. Try something and see what uh, you really happens to you. That's all I can tell you, George. Rusty was very secretive about the job. Said it would make him a mint of money. Well, the next day they found him in that little park by the river. What'd the cops do about it? They poked around, only there wasn't much for them to work on. They still on the case? It's still on the file marked unfinished, if that's what you mean. How was Rusty killed? He'd been shot three times. He wasn't killed in the park. They just left him there. Hmm. Well, uh, how about his files at the office? No soap. Someone got there before I did. I've got a hunch, though. What kind of a hunch? Rusty was always convinced that you were innocent. I get it. He was working for me. Well, what have you been doing for a living since then, Brandy? Oh, I thought you knew. Here, sir. My card. Brandy Ellis. Private Investigations. <laughs> That's very funny. Is that so? You, a private dick. Now, just a minute, you big lug. Yeah, what? If you'll check me over carefully, you'll notice that I'm not a gangly kid with stringy hair any longer. I'm three years older than I was when you were sent... When you went away. You are, aren't you? I should say so. Take a look. Hmm. Coming from you, that sounds suspiciously like a compliment. Cut it out, kid. You're my best friend's sister. Oh, fine. That makes a world of difference. It sure does. With me. George. George, look. An ambulance pulling up where I live. Come on, let's find out what's going on. Oh, I hope it isn't old Mrs. Crandall. She's been terribly sick. Wait, they're bringing someone down. In a stretcher. That isn't Mrs. Crandall, Brandy. That's a man. Why, it's... It's Charlie Foster. I wonder what happened to him. Oh, Big Mouth. What did you say? Nothing, he answered his door when I knocked on yours. He always does all that. Right, all right, out of the way. Let's get out of here, Brandy. I, I've got a funny hunch. So have I. Come on. What's your hurry, folks? This is only the overture. My old partner, Lieutenant Lansing. Oh, what do you want, Lansing? We don't know a thing. We haven't even been here. George was here, weren't you, George? Just about a half hour ago. Sure. Why? You talked to that guy they're dumping in the ambulance? Yeah, I did. Have an argument? Nope. You didn't tell him to keep his mouth shut, huh? So what? You couldn't wait to get out, to get right back in again, could you? Oh, you let him alone, Lansing. He hasn't done a thing. That's right, he hasn't done a thing. Except to murder Charles Foster. It's the following afternoon. Raft has been held in a cell overnight after long questioning. No one has been permitted to see him, not even his girlfriend, Laura Carruthers. He's sitting in his cell, smoking, when the door is open. Honestly, George, I don't know what to say to you. You'll leave a perfectly good party and walk right into a murder rap. I know, Frank. Maybe I'm a sucker for the bazaar. Stop talking like that. You're in a jam. What's the idea of running around with that crazy Ellis girl? 
I like her. You like her. And why punch Joe Blodgett in the nose? Maybe I'm the quixotic type. What brings you down here this hour of the morning, Glenn? Sometimes I think you're nuts. I come down to get you out of it. You know that. I also know that it's a neat trick if you can do it. I've got a rip. It's on the way down now. You'll be out in a few minutes. Thanks, pal. Glad to hear that you're still my lawyer. And your best friend, too. And when you get out, go to Laura's apartment and wait till I call you. And above all, stay away from that Ellis girl. I had to fire Joe Blodgett on account of her. She's getting in your hair. My hair? Your hair, my friend. Didn't you know that her brother was mixed up in every shady deal in town? That's why he was knocked off. The kid's all right. All right, my foot. She's just trying to derive a little revenue from her brother's unfinished business. She claims she's looking for the character who bumped her brother. Ah, fool. Now, please, George, will you do what I tell you to? Sure, sure. If you don't, you'll get in. Boy, will you? Okay, teacher. Will you make out my report card now? No, I won't. But I hope the judge does. If he doesn't, you'll become a permanent guest around here. Come in. I've been worried to death. If Frank Glenn hadn't called me, I think I'd have gone out of my mind. Now, now, kid, stop worrying about poor little me. Poor little you. Honestly, George, you get into more trouble than a small boy with sticky fingers in front of an apple bin. That's me, baby. How about a little coffee? Of course, darling. You must be tired after spending the night in jail. Not me. I'm used to that sort of thing by now. I'll put the water on. And, George, I got out your bank books. They're on the desk. Thanks, baby. Hmm. First National Bank. 6,463. Hmm. Lexington Bank. 8,700. Broadbill Savings and Loan. 5,000 flat. <laughs> if this is hay, I wish I were a horse. Find them, darling? Yeah, I never knew I had that kind of dough. After all, George, you always were a fool about money. Well, just the same. This is a lot of dough to win just on playing the nags. It's all yours. Every cent. That's your reward for having a smart manager. That's you, kid. That's me. Now, now, sit down, darling. I'll tell you all about your fortune. I'd like to listen to that. If you're in it. I am, darling. I am, but definitely. Say, uh, I just noticed something, Laura. How come your name is on these bank books, too? Oh, uh, oh that. I, I had to have my name on them, too, so I could make the deposits and some little withdrawals. Yeah, sure. Well, say, uh, I just remembered something I forgot. You can't leave, George. Frank told me to keep you here. Oh, don't worry, kid. I, I'll be right back. George, if you go out and get mixed up in another murder, I'll never marry you. Sugar, if I get mixed up in another murder, you won't have the chance to. <laughs> Call Brandy Ellis to the phone, will you? Oh, she's not? Thanks. Let me talk to Frank Blinn. He's not. Where'd he go? Uh huh. Thanks a lot. Is this Lansing in the homicide? Stay in your office, pal. Yeah, I'm coming right down. You guessed it. This is your old friend, George. 
Get your clothes on, Blodgett. We're going for a little trip. The old rideroo, eh, Raph? Get up. Can't get away with George. The cops want you for knocking off Charlie. Fox. I said get up. Yeah, yeah, sure, George. I'll get up. You never learn, do you, smart guy? You can't get away with it, George. You're not going to use that. You heard Are me you? get up. Sure, sure. Anything you say, George. We're pals, ain't we, Georgie? Sure. Put on your pants, Pally. Now look, George. I ain't got the yellow stain. That's who you're looking for. You know where she is, Joe. You know something else, too. I don't know from nothing, George. You know plenty. You know who knocked out that guy I punched in the saloon. The bum rap deal, Joe. You're nuts, Georgie, but... You're going to tell me who it was, Joe? I can't. I'll get knocked off, Georgie. I can't. If you don't start talking when you get your clothes on, you'll stay here, holding your ears in your hand. He'll be back, Frank. He knows something. We've got to be careful. Leave it to me. I'll handle him. George, you're back. Lay off, will you? Why, George, what's wrong? I got worried and I sent for Frank. You send for Frank pretty often, don't you? What do you mean? I mean I'm a jerk, sister. You and Frank here. You got it all framed. You got it all fixed for me to go back to that rock pile again. You're crazy. Come on in. Sit down and have a drink. We'll talk it over. Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we ought to talk about why you killed that guy three years ago in the saloon after I punched him. You're getting pretty gay. You had a contacting deal on. You made a lot of dough. Only this guy had the dope on you and blackmailed you. But you wouldn't pay off. Your boyfriend's talking like a wild man, Laura. Come on, darling, sit down. Get away from me. Sure, Blynn. You saw your chance that day. You carried that guy into a booth. And you kicked him to death. Oh, really, George? What an imagination. That dough in the bank. That's imagination, too. That's a smart place to hide hot dough. Nosy people don't check convicts' accounts. Do they, Blynn? Who's been talking to you? That crazy Ellis girl? Your stooge. Joe Blodgett. Joe? Oh, no, he wouldn't. We've got too Shut much... Shut up, Laura. Better go on, Blynn. Better tell about how you knocked off Charlie Forster. For no reason. Except to frame me again. I got you out, didn't I? Yeah, so you could hang a good one on me. Now, where's the Ellistane? She's here, George. In this room. George. Oh, George, you walked into it. Yeah, looks like I did. All right, Frank. What did we do with it, Chuck? Mm, two minutes ago, I was your sweetie. Oh, don't you remember? This is a gun, George. Open the apartment door a little. So this is it, huh? Move to the door. Frank, you can't. Not in here. Why not? He came up here. He was out of his head. He tried to kill you, Laura. I had to shoot him. Remember that. Well, hurry, will you? What about the Ellistane? I feel sorry for the poor little girl, George. She never got over the death of her brother. They find her body in the river. Open the door, George. Why not? You can take him now, Lancey. Yeah, hands up, you two. Oh, no, you don't. You don't get me. now, George. That was smart thinking. Thanks. What about my shooting Blynn? My man in the hall got his whole story. You know, for getting him, you should get a medal on the steps of the courthouse. (laughs) No thanks. The mayor will pin it on you. That might be a good idea. Only don't make it the mayor. Make it the warden. (laughs) 
That's the whole story, Warden. It was Blynn and the dame I thought was in love with me. So you came back to the penitentiary to see me. Why, George? Well, I owe you something for the way I acted my last day. Oh, forget it. The state owes you a lot for three years spent in prison on a false charge. I know. That's another reason why I came. I I want you to do something for me, Warden. Name it, my boy. Randy Ellis asked me to be a partner in a detective agency. It looks like a good thing. But I don't understand, George. Where do I fit in? In the application for a license, it asked for a character reference. I thought you might give me one. Starring George Rapp has been a presentation of the Armed Forces Radio Theater. This is the Armed Forces Radio Service, the voice of information and education. Welcome back. This is one of those radio episodes where I really wish it would have been longer, uh, like an hour, because there was so much potential with this story, and it does feel like what we get is kind of a rushed ending. And I really would have liked to see this more develop, uh, particularly uh, with uh, Brandy Ellis as this uh, private investigator. I'd like to have spent more time with her and learned uh, what she was like as a character. I also find myself really curious about uh, the origin of this program. Now, if this was broadcast under the name of Armed Forces Radio Theater, and uh, there are a couple of possibilities. One is that this was actually original programming uh, made for the uh, armed forces. There was some programming uh, where that was done. Now, that tended to be right during the war, and this is after World War II. The other is that it is uh, from some sort of anthology program, uh, and I guess a third one would be that it was a backdoor pilot or an actual pilot for a series never got made, but uh, the network did just decide to send it on because of the name in it. Certainly having uh, George Raft's character named George Raft uh, might suggest that they were kind of doing a test of concept for a George Raft-led uh, series um, maybe where he was a private eye with a female partner. 
Which I'm not aware of any series where you had uh, male and female non-married private detective partners. So that would actually have made for an interesting series, perhaps. Uh, If they could have balanced out the uh, characters a bit better. Again, I can't help but feel that this may have been more interesting at an hour long, or even as a two-parter. However, the origins of this thing do make it kind of a mystery as to why it is what it is in its current form. The music doesn't give us a whole lot of uh, hints as to uh, what may have gone on here. Uh, The tune uh, is Pocket Full of Stars, which was written by Meredith Wilson, uh, best known uh, by modern-day audiences as the composer of that great musical, The Music Man, but also uh, the guy who uh, led the orchestra and uh, composed all the uh, tunes for uh, The Big Show. He served in the military during World War II as a band leader, and so uh, it obviously makes sense his music would be used here, but theme uh, obviously doesn't give us any clues. So it's a fascinating bit of radio with a lot of questions, and it just tantalizes me uh, just kind of thinking about what might have been. So I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, that will actually uh, be all. But before I go, I want to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you so much to Lisa. Lisa has been one of our Patreon supporters since August 2018, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Lisa. And join us back here tomorrow as we bring you an episode of Box 13. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.